Well, you win some and you lose some. Only right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Was that easy enough? Yeah, easy peasy. Easy peasy. I'm actually pretty, what, we're doing like 10 words or less or something. It's like Pictionary. Every sentence today is less than six words. Go. Okay. I had a good morning. Yeah, okay, that was five. I can't do it. Well, shoot. I always think that has to be more, way less than six. I, I just made it. Yeah, I'm going to tap out now. There's no way. Yeah. So I have to do an impression of you. Okay. Okay. So I called. Wait, the, wait, just so you know, just so you know, your feelings are going to get hurt. Anytime. No, 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 no. Okay. I have, although I cry all the time, I have thick skin about most everything else. But anytime someone references like a part of me or how I am, I'm always shocked by it. Like, really? <laughs> God, God, you noticed that? All right, go for it. So I called Batavia just now. And I say, what's wrong, Batavia? Why are you in a bad mood? First thing I say, because I can tell. And she goes, couple minutes passed and Batavia goes well let me tell you this story it'll make me feel better (laughs) (laughs) and it did make her feel better have you have I ever said to you like I literally crack myself up yes I um, I saw this and heard you do it both yeah I saw this meme um about like you know it's this graphic of you know, you're really an introvert and you know how there's this thing going on now. Like I was today years old when I admitted that I was an introvert. I had hints of it, you know? And so I play, like I'm able to make myself laugh and entertain myself so much. So that's the reason why I can survive like for days without speaking to a human being. Right. Um, so yeah, just the thought of it did, it completely turned my frown upside down. Did you, do you want to tell the people why I was in a bad mood? Um, no, I want you to. Well, it but could I don't be. Want, no, no, no. I don't want you to depress everybody. No, 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 no. This is a part of life. It could be that because I am in sweatpants, which you can't see, a t-shirt, but with my fall slash spring indoor sweater on. So this is when you see me put this on, it's, it's time. So, you know, now that I think back to it, you used to always wear it. Yeah, yeah, earlier in the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did, you sure it's did. Like, it's almost a blankie of sorts, you know. Oh, it makes me feel okay about... There's nothing better than a good old blankie. Yeah, and it's still um, stretchy enough where any weight that I've gained, I'm not reminded of it by like the pressure my uh, my other sweaters have put on my arms. Yeah. It's like, I take them off at night, it's like, goodness, look at the marks on my arms from my clothing. But anyway, yeah, so it makes me feel good. So... Do you usually gain or lose weight in the wintertime? Actually, I anytime I've ever lost weight, it's been in the wintertime. Yeah, me too. I always, my entire life, have gained weight in the summer. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Mm, I know why I do. It's Well, generally speaking, it's because it's so warm <laughs> that your body's uh, okay. not burning as much. So 
Oh, okay. I thought it was the margaritas and the Taco Tuesdays. Uh, That that helps. That helps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's for sure helps. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, big announcement. Mm -hmm. You ready? I am ready. I'm always ready for a big announcement. So, we talked about last episode or two ago. I get confused on the schedule, but we have rebranded completely. And um, we are doing a seed giveaway on our website. So if you want to be entered to win uh, packs of seeds that were grown by yours truly, i.e. both of us, whoop, whoop, saving seeds and giving them out to the world, saving the world one seed at a time, do it. Do you see me? I like- saw you. I saw you. It's like crack. You can't help it. Yeah, there are so many opportunities. I'm like, this is a multi-bail ringer. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is just go to backyardgardenstv.com, sign up for our semi-monthly newsletter and any updates, which is not that much. And um, you're entered for all of the giveaways, not just this one, all of them. So. Yeah. Once you sign up, you are with us for life. For life, forever. You can't get away from us. Absolutely not. No. There's no unsubscribe. Well, I'm, you know, anyway. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so I am super excited about, like, I, I'm looking at next year in the seed approach in a positive, because I think this is going to be a moment where you kind of see the community come together in a different way. I think that a lot of people this year had already had seeds, were trying to get seeds, saw the struggle of getting seeds, but I think there's a lot more awareness around what could be scarce next yeah. year. I think that um, the companies so. are going to step it up too. I think I think everybody's going to be a little bit more ready. I know that we kind of fear-mongered a little bit, but I think that it's going to mm. be a good situation. Well, a part of and when I say places- fear-mongering, I mean for ourselves, not for everybody else. Yeah. A part of... Um, so I was actually... At one thirty ish this morning, I was going through some emails, and one of the places I uh, buy seeds from had one of their newsletters, and they actually had a section where they talked about kind of the growing and purchasing, and then in turn the selling of their seeds. And I know I did I earmarked it because I had to watch This Is Us because it was their premiere. Um, so this kind of places the time that we're looking at this. Um, so I, I mean, it's a two hour premiere. And so I had to decide, read the article or start the two hour show. So I started the two hour show. Um, but I suspect they've inserted something like that into their newsletter because they're trying to prepare us for, all right, you know, it ain't that easy. Don't think that just because we're a seed company, we just have seeds out of the kazoo, you know? Um, so that said things that, as far as I understand things that we'll buy next year, will come from this growing season. Yes. And who in the heck knows if they were really able, the, you know, I'm speaking broadly now, these seed companies were really able to step it up to address the anticipated demand for next year. So, I mean, I think only time is going to tell. I think you'll see incremental steps. You know what I mean? I think it'll get better and better. And I think mm-hmm. you have to remember, too, it, it all depends on what the public does. You know, mm-hmm. if the public doesn't like it or it doesn't freak out again, and you don't have an influx of new gardeners and they're going to have extra seeds, which in turn means cheaper prices for us. There's going to be mm-hmm. some killer sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Potentially. Yeah, potentially. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I have no idea how that stuff works. Yeah. I should know how that works, but I don't. <laughs> mm, yeah. Hmm, coming. I'm, I'm filing that away as something that, that's even me filing the article. Like, I'm really not ready to 
understand that yet. I don't want to be an, an informed buyer. I just want to say, what the hell is going on yeah. right now? Well, we were informed <laughs> by a certain seed company that we're not prepared to talk about that we won't be purchasing from. So being an informed buyer mm-hmm. hurts your feelings sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and we're not prepared to talk about that yet, but we will eventually. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyways, just don't freak out. That's what I, yeah. I you know, and that's coming from a man who, who bought seeds already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was gonna, bur- I was gonna put you out there on Front Street if you didn't. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a right out there. But <laughs> if I bought my seeds now, what does that mean? I don't know. What I that technically means. bought old seeds. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. But everything that I bought, like I did hold off on some stuff because I know like carrots and onions and stuff like that. Don't mm-hmm. you know their seeds don't last long. Mm-hmm. So um, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But most of the companies, they do a pretty good, you know, if I get like a zero germination rate, they'll, they'll step it up, you know, they'll help mm-hmm. you out. They're not mm-hmm. trying to kill anybody, but, yeah. um, yeah. So or starve anyone. Yeah. No. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we've been saving our seeds. Mm-hmm. So I am officially, officially a flower seed saving expert at this point. So. All right. That didn't take long. No, I just, <laughs> it was the one thing that honestly was the easiest to save seed for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the one thing that I really wanted to focus on because of how the cost of getting that stuff in my yard. So I'm trying to think, I feel like other than like your six packs or eight packs, flowers may generally be more expensive than, um, you know, kind of vegetable garden starters. Um, so seeds kind of are, are what they are, but yeah. you kind of think about like when, if you go and get a pot, it is what it is. But if you're going to like fill out a space in your garden, that stuff could get expensive really, really fast. It does. Um, so the idea of saving, I mean, that's probably a huge savings overall to your garden budget, if you will. When it comes to saving some of those seeds uh, yeah. from flowers in particular. Well, I mean, if you think about it this way, like zinnias are one of them. Like I've been separating them out by color and height, mm-hmm. hoping that they don't revert back to something that they weren't before, you know, but even if they do, I'm not like, I'm not sh- stressed about it. I could care less, honestly, but it, one flower is like four seed packets. Mm. One flower. I didn't do the math, but I'm going to go with that. I'm going yeah. visually looking, you know, like I've opened some seed packets this year for them and stuff like that. Obviously mm-hmm. all my zinnias came from seeds and is roughly one flower is four seed packets, which is about eight, yeah. let's just say two dollars a seed. That's eight dollars, and I saved ten to ten to fifteen flowers already, and I'm still getting them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can do the math really quick. So mm-hmm. you know, and there's I've been saving all the easy stuff. I haven't been getting yeah. like overly complicated, but I know yeah. that you've done some complicated, more complicated stuff, but. Yeah, and I I still um except my um hibiscus I save and they weren't difficult at all to harvest the seeds that is but the um and I actually have coming up the um gosh what are they called rhizomes they're not they're kind of like bulbs but for my right. canna lilies so I'm going to cut those out mm-hmm. and save those. And I think they're more difficult from the, all right, next, the, the storing them and then next year planting them because 
you know, zinnias are a great example of they're self-seeding as yeah. well. So, I mean, it's not hard to, once you have the seed somewhere, to move that on to the flower stage. Yeah. These other ones are going to take a little bit more time. But actually, I'm kind of excited about it um, because this is the first year that a car drove past dragging its muffler, it sounds like. Uh, this is the first year I started see, uh, flowers indoors, too. Yeah. Or started flowers from, maybe I planted a few flowers from seed last year, like direct so. But anywho, um, I think that I kind of walked through the simple seeds, the marigolds, the zinnia, starting those. Now I feel like I'm comfortable with moving on, like I have that under my belt, so to speak. Moving on to things that take a little bit more nurture and care to right. start indoors, you know. And those are the ones that I'm, to be quite frank, that I'm most interested in. And they're the most expensive. I'm sure yeah. there's a connection, you know. So. Well, and for me, it's funny. Like, I'm not like that at all. I like the simple ones to start. Mm-hmm. Like, I looked up online and I was like, you know, what are the easiest seeds to start? You know, mm-hmm. perennials to be exact. And there's like a whole list. Of them. I'm like, I like every single one of these within reason. Yeah. And like some of the difficult ones I didn't really care for. And Mm -hmm. part of that might be my mind where I'm like, man, screw that. I am not trying to like struggle to set up any kind of, you know, to grow something from seed that, you know, I'm just setting myself up for failure. Yeah. Well, you know what I end up doing? I just, you know, settle in on buying them. Dahlias are one of my favorites and I have packages of dahlia seeds, but I had a hard time starting those indoors. So yeah. the dahlias that I have that are still blooming, like, you know, towards the end of October, um, or I should say the flowers are still alive. I shouldn't say blooming, but um, they are, were store-bought, you know. So by the time I got to June and I hadn't had much luck with dahlias germinating, and I think there even may be a different, I think what I was doing was starting dahlias from seeds where I'm purchasing potentially dahlias that were started from tubers, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you just buy the tubers? Um, I, well, I'm they're working totally on that. annuals at your house. Yeah. And, and I'm working on that. Like the, the it's, it's root stuff yeah. and you know, my whole intimidation with root stuff. Yeah. So it's a thrill. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a thrill a minute. <laughs> oh, speaking of, oh, it's probably premature. Okay. So we're as close as I've ever been to my first carrot. Yes. Like I've yes. not gotten to this stage and this is where I'm like to pull or not to pull, to pull or not to pull. Have you gotten I'm frost? Gonna, um, we're right on the cusp of it. There's been some crispy weather. But have you um, gotten a frost? No, I've not gotten a frost yet. I'd leave that bitch in there until I get Actually, a frost. Actually, yeah, so I have. Sweet. I mean, there's been freezing water outside. So I'm going to say, yes, I've gotten a frost. Yeah. So first of all, that's extremely sad. And I've been looking on Instagram lately and I see everybody with snow and stuff. And I'm, I mean, my heart bleeds for everybody. Yeah. It's, we got a little bit here. Nothing that's stuck, you know, yeah. just kind of flurries. Well, it's you know, just so yeah. early. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like it's early for anybody really to get like a, a snow, but. Yeah. 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 Um, and when I said that, I totally lost track of what I was going to say. Well, I was just, you were telling me that I think that uh, wait for the frost before I pull the carrots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the first carrot that I got, that I ate, it didn't even taste like a carrot that you get at a store. Mm-hmm. It was oh. 5,000 times better. I just had a moment of, 
I may not want to eat it. I don't want to ruin carrots for me too. There are far too many vegetables Dude, that are being ruined. That no, <laughs> once you do it though, like we stored them in our fridge in a plastic bag mm-hmm. for like over a month. My one carrot? Yeah. Okay. No, like all of our carrots. Like when we got... I'm going to eat like one piece of it, you know, yeah. every week, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we, we stored them and I was surprised. I was like, man, these things are not going to make it. Sure enough, man, mm-hmm. they made it for mm-hmm. over a month. Yeah. Store-bought carrots keep pretty well too, though, yeah. just as a note, you know, so... So, but they don't mm-hmm. taste anywhere near as good. I'm excited to Oof. get one after the frost. Yeah. I've got some red uh-huh. carrots of some sort. I don't know the name of them, but they're, they're not going to grow. I shouldn't expect them to grow anymore at this point. Right. Based on this cold weather. Depends on the sun. Mm-hmm. They're frost hardy. So, you know, it's like Hence my mood at the top of this call. Yeah. Depends yeah. on the sun. Yeah, You're not frost hardy. <laughs> but here's the shirt, question yeah. that's on everybody's mind in backyard mm-hmm. gardens land. Yeah. Do you have socks on? I think about it every day I, now. I think about do your you feet really? every That's day. So funny. I swear I do. <laughs> um, no, I do not have socks. However, this is a cheat. My garden boots, which are like Timberland boots, they're like a half a size too big. So I really like um, being outside of them because I'm, I'm out of the Crocs now. It's too cold to have my heel out. So I'm out of the Crocs and now I'm in my garden boots. But they're too big. So I have to put on like a footy to wear them and so when I was out this morning I had my garden boots on because I was I don't know I don't know and I had to put the footie on so when I took the garden boots off I left the footie on so I guess kind of sort of nah nah yeah Yeah, I wasn't gonna make it count to be clear (laughs) I do not have a foot fetish I just no 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 I'm clear on it It, but it's very I think about every time I talk to my mom she asks me every time and I talk to her quite often you know each week and she asks me you have a sock shed I'm like nope so at this point I don't know what's wrong with you all I'm not I'm committed and this is not some new thing to me this is years of behavior (laughs) so at this point you have 20,000 people thinking about your feet every day Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I'm okay with that. Okay, good. But I mean, I, I feel like there that is a connection that I didn't expect yeah. from this journey. However, I embrace it. Do it. Do it up. <laughs> so my next question about your socks is, do you have a specific <laughs> pair that you have picked out for the first time? No, no. And that's, um, I actually normally under normal situations, like if the world wasn't where the world is, I would actually be purchasing socks. It's kind of like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you did. Cause you've talked enough about your mom for me to know this to be true. Like you would get socks and underwear and things for oh, Christmas yeah. presents. Oh, yeah. kind of like every year oh, yeah. got brand new sets. So that the sock thing, it used to be tights and socks when I used to go downtown to work. Every fall, I'd buy like a couple of new pair of tights and socks. Um, but now since I'm working from home, tights aren't really on my number one list. And because I'm limiting how much I'm going out for you know, certain things, I'm going to have to dig up some of last year's socks. Mm. So, I mean, it's not even a happy day. I don't even get the joy of finally um, giving in the socks and I get a nice new pair. Nope. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> Look at how bad it's been for me. You have to wear old <laughs> socks. How dare you? Yeah, Absolutely. But hey, before we get um, into my toes, because after you talk about feet, you have to actually hone in on toes. Um, do we have a question of the day? Um, no, but I did see a comment that I did want to kind of discuss a little bit. 
Okay. So, <clears throat> as you know, I've had this three-year battle with Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. And there is a young lady in the state on another coast from ours who is growing Brussels sprouts. And she has Brussels sprouts. And first of all, I've told her publicly, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, that I am incredibly jealous of her Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But she's not happy growing them because they grew. She says um, they took a lot of water and a lot oh. of care. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, my response to that was, I say I'm not going to grow broccoli every year because it's about the same thing. And every year I grow broccoli again. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and I do know that they planted their... Um, Brussels sprouts in the spring and then grew them throughout the summer, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is not really the best plan of action for Brussels sprouts. So, um, but I don't, so they know. don't like all the heat. Yeah. They're not really big fans of the heat. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, Brussels sprouts can be kind of difficult based on weather. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, because they have a mm-hmm. long, cool growing season. So I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking about my carrot. I know you can. I can see it all over your face. <laughs> you want to talk about, I'm going to have to now, and I'm all like, I'm, I'm going to have to protect it because what if the squirrels know it's there too? Yeah. <laughs> Is that your way to distract me? No. All right. So she's growing Brussels sprouts. Is she growing them in containers or in, in ground? Mm-mm. Nope. You no, know we're recording they're, they're video the as well here. Yeah, I know we're recording okay. video. That's why right. I'm holding okay. this up. I can't say what it is, though. You'd have to say it. Such a weirdo with your chicken. So, <laughs> oh, it's that rooster. Uh, Sure. So mm-hmm. it's my 11th year anniversary coming oh, up. Oh, happy anniversary. Coming up. And the gift is steel. Oh, good night. Yeah. Well, this is made of metal. So we're going to call yes. it steel. So it is. I mean, whatever a, floats your guys' boat. Yeah. Um, just so everybody knows, can you say what it is? It's a, it's a, not for real rooster. No, it's a statue, like a metal statue. Yeah. yeah, So, I mean, I, I, I guess I assume they knew that you weren't holding a real one. You could even put something in his butt if you wanted to. Yeah. So is that a gift that was, is being given or received? It's being given to her because she's the chicken lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not the chicken guy. I like the eggs, and I like them digging up my garden. That's it. So Yeah, I'm going to assume I don't know this much about you two, and I'm going to say great job. <laughs> you know everything. You know? <laughs> you, you know just about everything. That's the sad part. So she got a bigger one for Christmas, so we're, we're building a family. Okay, okay, gotcha, 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 I mean, gotcha. Now you see where yeah, we're going. Yeah. Sorry, I could have... I mean, is that... Um, does that work for a decoy-like no. behavior out in the yard? No? No. Okay. I don't know. All right. All right. I, I mean, I guess your we'll guess see. is as good as mine. Yeah. I think it's that, cool. Is that indoor? Is that an indoor or outdoor? Oh, it's outdoor. Okay. All yeah. Right, right. Outdoor, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, it makes no sense to me, but right. again, congratulations. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, to back to the point of like the, um, gosh, I just, you know, so let's. Let's unpack this a little bit. And I don't even know if this is one of our wins or losses, but I'm just going to say it because I want to. Before you get started, this is the episode that I want to do the least. Mm-hmm. I don't want to 
sharing my dirty laundry out there. Well, I don't mind. I, I actually I mind, I'm cool but... with this episode, but this this is a moment of like I'm not ready to start reflecting so much. I think in general. Um, so when we were talking about that other thing offline. It's kind of like I just I need I need some time before I even start down that road. Yeah. Um, I just did my last big harvest. Um, and when I speak of that, remember, I've only had a summer garden and then I planted some fall veggies. So pulled everything out that isn't cold tolerant. And this means it's kind of the last big hurrah when it comes to preserving food. And that kind of has me a little bit down because while, it, I mean, you know, I love a good project and I totally made a project out of it, but we're in the final stages of it. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Did you see it leaving? I saw it. Oh, oh, I got it. Got it back. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, because I was just so down about what I ended up going on the tangent about. So thinking about, I have felt like I have so much thinking and I'm kind of excited about it too, but thinking about next year, because shoot, that's something to consider too, the maintenance around particular plants, going back to the Brussels sprouts and, you know, her not necessarily being crazy about them because of the amount of water and care. Mm -hmm. And I think about some of the things that are like so low key in my garden and others that are just like prima donnas, you know, and I'm just like, I may need to design my garden based on that. Um, I just did a video on that. Yeah, did you? Oh, good, good. Talking Maybe I can learn something from garden. it. Yeah, you you realize how intrigued I am about the wild things <clears throat> garden? Have you ever you picked up on that? Yeah, I don't think it's a. And I mean, I could be totally wrong. I don't think it's so a a popular concept. No, but it is a beautiful thing. Well, I do hear a lot of people either imply or say directly about kind of they don't want to do a lot of work in the garden. Um, and you know, even if you look at some community garden spaces, like those people aren't there, we've talked about this. A lot of those folks aren't coming there every day or anything like that. So they are looking at things from a kind of a low key management perspective. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think that maybe not overtly, it's not a concept, um, that, you know, there's not, it's not like no dig and no maintenance gardening. Like these are two different things, you know what I mean? Um, but Everything can't be high maintenance. Let me put it that way in my garden. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, the things that I talk about in that video, everything that goes in there is not high maintenance, but you can make it high maintenance very easily. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? Not really, but I mean, I think generally, but I'm not sure like if I'm if that you're interested trying to in save the space with them. It makes it very high maintenance. Uh, okay. Like yeah. melons. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey, I, last of the sweet boop do melon yeah thank you that boop was all off but yeah, you know that's okay. i think you guys are putting it together <laughs> we don't talk sweet. about those around here it was yeah 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 it was sweet still yeah so yeah that's good stuff yeah so, all right let's dig in man let's dig in i'm starting to get fired up yeah you are or warmed up I'm, I'm i literally knew i would come into this this episode this way and i had layers on because i was trying to get myself because i went outside earlier twice and once i get the chill in me you can't get it's it like out. 24 hours yeah. yeah and so i kept my layers on but i didn't want to come in on here like you know a bag lady so i took some of the layers off and i think i've warmed up i think i'm ready all right. My body temperature is just hit go. Well, since I'm a Southern gentleman, ladies first. Yeah. So I'm going to cover winds. And I think Wind. one of the biggest 
W-I-N. Uh, one of my wins versus losses. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a broad topic. <laughs> um, so I think utilizing my garden space, I feel like I did a really good job at utilizing my garden space um, in a way that I've never done before. So there was probably only two rows that weren't planted in across the front yard and backyard garden where I just didn't get things in and growing there. Um, but I'm really pleased with the way that I managed the space, what I planted where, maybe with the slight exception of the okra. Uh, but I'm kind of leaning towards planting it there again next year. Um, but I really felt like I, 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 um, I really felt like I, you know, it was the best use of my space, if yeah. you will. So um, that's a win because I've struggled with that over the years. I've struggled with that everything from overplanting, which I'm not saying that you know that's just it's in my DNA, but I it's took more care DNA. with it. Yeah, right. Um, I took more care with it. And I think that it showed in my harvest. I think the only downside to using the space, because it's two ways. It's the the way I have things organized when it comes to using my space and making sure I'm getting the most out of it. Um, and then there's also just kind of the, the packing stuff in, like the actual the physical space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I did pretty well with both of them. And that's that worries me. Like, I I don't want to say I spend sleepless nights, but the nights that I don't sleep and I'm thinking about gardening, that's one of the things I'm thinking about. You know, you making to- sure things play well together, making sure things aren't interfering with each other. Like, that has been a concern and I feel really good about how I managed it this year. Do you want me to tell you a saying that I heard a long time ago that helps? Here, let me get my phone so I can make a note of it as if I'll never hear it again. Yes, please do. Leave space for the angels to play. And that's, if you think about it, you know, everybody wants a nice packed garden, but really mm-hmm. you don't want that because then yeah. you get a loss like I had. Mm-hmm. So, which was my sepia leaf spot, yeah. which came from square foot gardening and my well, lack of knowledge of trimming around it. So there you go, yeah. which turns it into a win. Because mm-hmm. now I know that I will not implore that method anymore for mm-hmm. that particular, for t- my tomatoes. Yeah. So. So not only did you try a new thing, which I look at as a, a new technique, which I look at as a win, you learn something from it and kind of how to make adjustments if you get anywhere close to it in the future. Is that, are you counting that as one of yours? As what? That's one a win and wins. a loss. Yeah. Okay. Because Duel. I mean. It's somehow a bonus. I turn everything positive. (laughs) Do you not know that yet? (laughs) But I mean, seriously, like, I mean, if you, if I had to break it down, it would definitely be a loss because I lost my tomato Mm. crop Mm. about two Mm -hmm. months early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would still be fully harvesting tomatoes at this point if it wasn't up for that, but that's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, I got enough. I'm yeah. good, you know, and it, and it happens, you know, you get total crop loss sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank God that we're not in the time of our lives this year where we're like, I, if I don't have this, that's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we're going to starve because yeah. if that was the case, I'd be, I'd be keeping a tomato seedling going at all times. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. might actually happen in the future where it's like yeah. time to start seedlings again. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll just start another one. You know what I mean? Just to have one going. 
Yeah, so. that, that actually isn't a bad concept for you and your area in particular on two fronts. One, based on your humidity, mm-hmm. right? Just based on the, the weather there, you know, fold in your storms. So you could be at some point mid-season where something else, nature takes out things within your garden. Um, and because you have a little bit more time than, let's say, I do, you could insert you know, a seedling at some point in July and still get, Oh, you know, for sure. But I cannot insert a seed tomatoes. in yeah, the garden exactly. in July. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's mm-hmm. the key. So probably, I don't know how it's going to go down, but probably what will end up happening is when the tomatoes go out, then mm-hmm. there'll be another one started probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to be safe because, you know, it used to be a little bit I say that, but it, it's not, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but I used to, you know, you used to be able to kind of follow the weather a little bit better, mm-hmm. but it's gotten real unpredictable, mm-hmm. I think, but I think also... What do you mean by following the weather a little like, bit better? You know, like, we didn't ever, we never, in my whole life, we've never gotten hurricanes in June, ever. Mm-hmm. They're always mm-hmm. in September, every time. So, you know, it's like, hey, September hurricane hits, takes out your tomatoes, big effing deal, you know, you were... Going, you were cruising all the way up until September. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, that being said, I don't think it, it was ever like, oh, I know what it is. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think it was ever like yeah. that. So, um, anyways, let me, let me move on because I don't want to get hung up on that. <clears throat> um, I guess. So, what do you want me to give? A win or a loss? Are we going well, win-win? You, you- Win for you, win. you gave you already gave a loss though so i'm gonna go with you give a win then i'll come back around with a loss oh so we're going back and forth like that yeah well, confusing aren't we always yeah <laughs> yeah okay so win for me would have to be um i you know second year in a row it is confirmed planting peppers with tomatoes is a win mm-hmm. and then the companion planting world which I am not completely sold on, never have been, never will be, but I have noticed a difference with that. So, um, Hmm. I had a pretty good pepper year. My production wasn't as high, but I didn't have any disease. I didn't have anything like that. You know what I mean? I think we, we did pretty good with those. So that's definitely, you know, the companion planning aspect of that. I've noticed it and it makes a big difference. So I'm I'm gonna count Mm -hmm. that as a for sure win. Yeah. So I'm gonna put an asterisk by your win. Oh Lord! Not because anyone Why are you asked me. Why gonna put me. an asterisk by my win? Well, because I still believe there may be something to that. Ugh. But a part of um, I talk about this in a, in a video where I go through kind of this last haul. A part of the problem that I ran into, like half of my sweet peppers were planted in the cage baby next to the tomatoes in the cage baby. So the concept of tomatoes and green and you know peppers. Like, I think that still makes sense. However, two things happened. One, I had some pretty sizable um, transplants on one hand. And on the other hand, some of the transplants for peppers were super small. Like the small, like they could have used another uh, month of growing before I planted them. Um, but what ended up happening for two reasons, the tomatoes overshadowed the peppers and they are they are literally in a cage, so there are parts of that cage that are wood that are also blocking what natural sun would get in. So you have kind of those tomatoes that are growing up, those peppers that are still down here. You can actually see some of my peppers where you can see they're trying to reach up for the sun, 
you know, where they get kind of leggy. Um, And so I know now next year that if I plant tomatoes outside of the cage, then yeah, plant them together. But I need something that's going to grow at the same pace inside of the cage if I'm going to, you know, add something to the the tomato. Well, that's that's not a peppers and tomatoes thing. That's a Batavia's cage baby thing. That's That's the reason why there's a an asterisk. That's a location situation. Yeah. Well, but that's relevant because it's very important, though. Mm -hmm. It's very important because. It's easy to look at things and be like, I, it just didn't work good. Mm-hmm. And then you have to step outside of the box and say, well, did it not grow because of it being overshadowed? You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's a big thing because that will limit production. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, I used to kind of think about gardens and, you know, so you always think about farms like it's just this open field. Right. You know, so everything is out and, you know, plant one's going to get the same light as plant two. And no, I mean, there's even one side of the cage, baby, that is kind of behind the porch. So I, I saw some really great production for the tomatoes. But again, they had got so big where they kind of broke away from that shading that the porch provides. And my poor little peppers are kind of like, what about me? You yeah. know, that's my pepper voice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that um, I asked or I commented on it because everyone's garden layout isn't the same. No. Right. You know, if you even think about putting and I know you wouldn't based on your area. If you put a tomato plant, which you can in a container, in theory, it's like, oh, let me put a pepper plant in there, too. And I'm going to say, oh, don't. No. Right? You know, so I, I think that it's relative. I've seen your area, and you are, you have very close to its open land Yeah. when it comes to your garden bed, so I could see how that would really work out. Yeah. I do think they like each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So that's a win-win. Because uh, now Batavia you- is a believer. Because you remember, you can go back, run the tape. Run the tape. I actually wrote it down on some envelope because I don't have a notepad. Run it. It's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, I wrote it down on some envelope somewhere because I don't have a notepad where I said, I put like an X down when I was making notes about what you said and what I said. And I put an X through it like, nope, this ain't it. So. You know, the biggest loss here is that you still don't have a notepad or a notebook that you use for your mm, garden. That's actually listed as my loss. Yeah. Damn it. I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let me go. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to go with another win because I'm going to get confused if Do I try it. to let's just, be yeah, more just, creative. Yeah. yeah. Let's focus on the wins. Yeah. Um, so I think a another win, and I'm going to be general because I'm not just not going to focus on one plant that I grew that was new. Um, I I came in with a really great attitude about trying a number of new things that were kind of big for me. Um, so everything from the melons to the v- different types of potatoes that I was growing, all of those things have been things that I was apprehensive about over my garden years, just didn't think I could grow it in my area. And so I came into the year saying, okay, I'm going to try this. And, you know, at first I was very temperate with my expectations. And then I got on board with the really at this point, anything will be a success. And I kept that attitude. And I think generally I look back at the yields from the potatoes while I wanted to have like 100 pounds of potatoes. Like who doesn't? Right. Well, I mean, as a lover of potatoes. Um, So if I look back at the yield for the potatoes, both white and sweet and the melons, um, I just literally would never have known if I just didn't get out there and say, let's do it. So, 
<clears throat> so trying new things pleased. is a win for you in that in that aspect. Yeah, I think I think trying new things and sticking with it. Yeah, well, and right? I mean, think about yeah. it this way: you may not have gotten a lot this year, but next year you know to kind of move forward that you're going to get more mm-hmm. and more and more. Yeah, yeah, so. and I think I tried them in the um, in a non traditional way as well. I think that also impacts it um, as far as what the yield was. So, I haven't heard so, yeah. anything good about grow bags and potatoes this year. Nothing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that there is anything good yeah. about it. Well, I was, you know, the jury was hung for me and now it's, mm. you know, the hangman is here. Yeah. And I will not be buying a grow bag. I think they're a great idea, but mm-hmm. I have not heard anybody be... Success, not I don't want to say successful, but not happy with their harvest from their potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something about um, I don't. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not yet ready to say the why, but there I, definitely yeah. was some uncertainty around kind of proper watering and not. Yeah. For me, and I think maybe you know if we connect to someone that's been growing in containers for like all of their garden career, there may be some trick or hack that I'm not aware of. Well, don't but they I breathe? Think, you know, Doesn't the bag breathe? Yeah, that's a benefit. But I think it's still the it's a little bit different with understanding like have you completely soaked the bag? You know, because what you don't want to do is overwater potatoes too. And for whatever reason, I had a better gauge and understanding with the regular kind of plastic containers that I grew potatoes in compared to the grow bag. Yeah, I was always kind of like, well, you know, even with my couple of methods where I put my finger in and test, like, so kind of like, I guess that's enough, you know. Yeah. Um, and know, I think that also has something to do with my sweet potatoes too, which is a different conversation. Are you gonna Are you gonna plant in them again? I'm gonna plant in them, but not root vegetables. Although I did plant, which I don't think you, you would call it a root. It's probably a tuber of, of sorts. I did toss some garlic into a grow bag because I had a few more uh, cloves of garlic left. That and, would be called a bulb. You know, bulb, yeah. Okay, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's but a, yeah, I'm I just, think that's a really good use for them personally. Mm, you know, I mean, we'll see. They, they don't get as deep. They don't grow as mm-hmm. deep, but it's something that can be moved around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a really good use for them. One of the things I liked with, um, and I'm probably, when I talk about grow bags next year, it's really going to be, um, to your point, things that I may need to move around, but things that the plant gets big. So I've tossed around in my head around even growing things like um, collard greens in there. And for the grow bags that I have, because, you know, they come in a ton of different sizes. I had 20-gallon grow bags, so that's a lot of soil, Right. And that's a lot of soil that basically is going to need to be watered as well. So for me, it's the what's going to benefit the most from this much soil in this big of a bag. So that's where I'm headed with it. And in theory, something like potatoes, which grow under the soil, makes sense. But it didn't quite didn't quite jive. Um, So we'll see how many seed potatoes I still have left when time comes. I may just because, you know, I love a good garden experiment toss some in one bag to see if I get any different results this year. Um, that yeah. all depends again on how many I have. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do things more like, um, squash, like zucchini as an example. I'm going to try that in a container and it may be a grow bag. You yeah. Know? Something that can trail out to. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. My win is, um, my decision to plant bush beans before I planted my, um, pole beans. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a win for me because I was getting by the, t- cause you know, I delayed my 
planting of um, pole beans mm-hmm. to try and hold out for the Japanese beetles. And yeah. that became, see, this is, this is where this episode doesn't work because everything I have is like a win loss, win loss, win loss. Yeah. Well, so, that's okay. I mean, I think there's a part of, of Oh, it's gotta that. be okay. Cause that's the yeah. way it's going to have to be. <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. So the, the loss part is because I waited until after June to plant them trying to outrun the, or wait out the Japanese beetle kind of where mm-hmm. they come up. And while it did work. The problem was by the time they started making the green beans, it was the end mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's still plenty warm, but the sun's not as high. And I didn't take that into account, yeah, you know, okay. because for the past 15 years, I have planted them so that, you know, I plant them as soon as it gets warm, green beans uh-huh. go in. By this time of year, they're starting to die out. I'm done with green beans. Yeah. I'm sick of looking at them. I'm sick of picking them. I'm over them. So this year, I didn't, or I did not get that fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. by doing the bush beans, I was getting, I got like four or five jars off like a small row mm-hmm. of bush beans early on, which ended up saving me in the long run. Yeah. Okay. So, and I always, and I I had grown bush beans before and I didn't grow them for a long time because they're just kind of a bitch to pick, you know, you got to get down Mm -hmm, low. And mm -hmm, I mean, like I've said before, the perfect raised bed for me would be five feet high. So I don't have to do anything, you know, I can just go Mm -hmm. walk up to it, but I'm not that old yet. So (laughs) I'm going to embrace the, uh, the youngness, Mm -hmm. but so from here on out every year, I will grow bush beans in the beginning of the year as well as my pole beans, but I might delay my pole beans by like a week or two, not much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So that was a real eye opener for me. Cause I was like, you know, I had the Japanese beetles so bad last year. And I just, I fought them and fought them and fought them. Yeah. I didn't have any Japanese beetles, but what I had is a caterpillar of some sort, which I finally found after it ate all the leaves off of my green beans, which is, you know, because now my green beans just have like a handful of beans on there that I'm letting them go to seed. And there's literally like three leaves on there. Mm-hmm. But they're still drying and they're still doing their thing. But by starting the bush beans, what I'll also do is I will succession plant them too from now on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that anyways. Yeah. But the problem I have is the more space that I take up, I have a hard time filling it. You know what I mean? Like there's just some things that like don't fit into my garden plan. Like I can't start multiple kinds of melons because I don't have the space for the melons. Sure. And this allows me to kind of, cause I mean, we eat a lot of green beans, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. if my wife will kill and me. They're just different types of beans that you enjoy, and some of them come in a bush variety, and others come in a pole variety, right? Yeah, I mean, they're the same mm-hmm. bean. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. grow differently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, next year, I, I I wanted to tell everybody now that I love you guys, and if I disappear, it's because I've grown too many green beans and we're canning too much, but we eat so many green beans that, you know, it will be a pain in the ass next year. But it won't be that big of a deal come wintertime because we'll never have to buy green beans. And I know it's like, oh, it's only a dollar a can, blah, blah, blah. But it's just one more step towards self-reliance, which is why I'm Mm -hmm. all into this. I'm like the minimal homesteader. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I like, can dig it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like it. that's like would always be my goal, but I'm never going to mm-hmm. really take that full step to being a homesteader. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just growing all of that and eliminating that completely from our grocery bill would be is what we're going to end up doing next year. Because, you know, like in the greenhouse right now, if I would have planted bush beans, I would have I'd be picking bush beans by now. Okay. If you would have planted them when you first. When I first put it uh, up, first day I went yeah. in there and I stuck some bush beans in there, I'd uh-huh, be just uh-huh. about to get a harvest. Yeah. So, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. But see, I didn't think that, you know, and the, the whole thing with that is like the temperature fluctuations. I just like this year is going to be kind of a wash. I've said it a thousand yeah. times, but now I know. So I know in the fall next year, like, oh, I'm going to plant this extra tomato plant. I'm going to plop that bitch right in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to put some green beans in there once it starts starts to cool off because it's 100 degrees out there. I think today is 95 when I look at it inside. And yeah, it's 80 yeah, degrees. Because you didn't give us here. the greenhouse temperature check either. Oh, I didn't? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to write down our your your list of housekeeping items so we can get this right at the beginning. You go ain't on. lying. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 80 degrees outside and I believe it's like 97 or 98 in there last I mm-hmm. checked. So, But the sun is so low that that's kind of the issue right now. Yeah. So it's not the temperature, it's the the amount of sun, which is why some of these things are doing so well. But I digress from what I said. Bush beans in the future, yes, succession planting them, yes, alongside mm-hmm. of pole beans. Okay. Okay. I mean that that's an adjustment for your garden plan, which I think is critical as we kind of yeah. um use this downtime, if you will, going from one year to another for the garden. Yeah. And so to um, be exact, I'm doing dragon tongue beans next year. Okay. They just look weird. And you guys are canning and you're you're canning all of them, right? You're not freezing your bean harvest. Um if I get real lazy, I'll freeze them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I generally can them. But yeah. um I asked David, I said what do you what do you want to plant, son? He goes, Daddy, I want something that a dragon would eat. And sure enough, there was dragon tongue beans. And I was like, How about dragon tongue? We're gonna have them. I'll eat them all. It's <laughs> like okay, that is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's uh, just so you know, my um, temperature is fifty degrees right now. Yeah. Which actually, you know, listen now, I was talking to another Chicago gardener, and we were literally were talking about how we couldn't wait till it got to fifty. You know, it's only going to be 50 for like four hours, but we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Um, let's see. So a win for me um, is going to be. Hmm. Do I have another win? I'm sure I have another win. Ah, food preservation. That is it's it's been huge. Yeah. Huge for me. Um I have, I'm a little bit neurotic when it comes to like piles of things. Like I never buy one package of hot dog buns. It's always going to be two, you know, like that's I got one crazy. Pack of, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's who I am then, okay. you know. Um, and I love you because you're crazy, but you're yeah, crazy. And I'm always like, I'm just obsessed with expiration dates so i'm always checking those you and, ain't lying i've been and, getting a lot of pictures of expiration dates yeah lately. yeah man i'm on it and now i eat a lot of foods past you know like kind of uh, dried foods past their expiration date um but i'm always watching them right and um that i also buy multiples of almost everything i was looking for one of my comfy pair of shoes 
and I was online trying to find that same pair of shoes. And in my mind, I literally said, I knew I should have bought two pair of those. Um, so anyway, food preservation. And I honestly didn't know this 10, 11 years ago. Like I didn't know this was a goal of mine that many years ago. And it, it was a natural progression, I believe. Um, and the last couple of years when I tried to preserve a couple of things, mm-hmm. it just didn't pan out. You know, I couldn't get the number of plants, the harvest right, picking the vegetables in the, the right time. I couldn't get any of that together. And this year really came together for me. Um, and I've learned a lot about preserving food over the last, like committed to learning more about it these last couple of years. Um, so I'm really pleased and I have been so focused on preserving. I cracked open one of like this past week, like two of the jars that I preserve. When I talk about preserving, I'm talking about drying. I'm talking about freezing. I'm talking about yeah, you know, canning, like all of that stuff. Right. But I've cracked open two of the jars that I've preserved so far um, because I'm basically like still on the train of, of doing it. Um, but two of the jars that I can and just like it's just such a feeling of accomplishment. Um, and I keep on thinking about the amount of times I don't have to go out for green beans. I don't have any green beans preserved, but you know, just fold that in the amount of times that I can make a meal from the garden. It's really important for me and my sanity. I'll say for me to take some of the garden with me beyond the season. Yeah. And I'm going to do that through the package of okra that I have that's in the freezer. I'm going to do that through the can of tomato sauce that I, you know, or the jar of tomato sauce that I can. Like I'm hoping that that helps me bridge the gap between planting now and then, you know, getting back to spring. So yeah, it's a huge win. I think when you go all in on something like that too, that's when you really start to learn, you know, if you're like, Oh, I'm just going to can one, you know, one can Mm -hmm. here or there. It doesn't work Mm -hmm. out well. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I was kind of down. I know I don't know if you remember a couple episodes. I was like, oh, you know, my my preserving wasn't up to par this year, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then I looked at it and I was like, we preserved in a different way. Mm-hmm. So we have sweet potatoes that we're curing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the butternut squashes that, good God, we're going to be eating butternut squash for a long time. <laughs> you know, but we have green beans, we have carrots, yeah. we have peppers, you know, tomatoes, all that stuff. So it was like, we definitely can some, but we have a lot of other stuff that we can just store, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, we even canned carrots. So, you know, we have a lot of that stuff. I don't know if I said that already or not, but, um, you know, there's, and one thing we did can this year was uh, sauerkraut. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 So we can. Oh, because your, your cabbage was earlier in the season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we canned some sauerkraut, and you, so, it, you know, when I looked at it before, I was like, man, we didn't really do much, but then I go in there now, and I'm like, Jesus, we have, like, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, so it's just mm-hmm. in a different mm-hmm. way than we had done previous years. Yeah. You know, I've never had 25 butternut squash off one plant, you know <laughs> what I mean? Nor has any human, no. <laughs> yeah. So, which I did save yeah. seeds from that plant, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a test run and see how well they last. Or, I ask you every time. That was the volunteer, right? Every time, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. the ones that I actually planted did not do well, mm-hmm. but I kind of gave up on them because I was like, I don't need any more. You know, after yeah. we got our first eight, I was like, I don't uh-huh. need any more, you know, because yeah. we don't eat that much, but sure. Um, no, pr- preservation is a good win, and I'm, I'm proud mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. I, I know when Thank we first you. started talking, you were... 
you know. I mean, I, I, had, I mean, it was on it. the. Yeah, it was on the list, a little bit nervous around it. I am still waiting to break out the pressure canner. Um, and so I've been really hunting out recipes that I can, you know, um, safely you had, water so you bath. you did everything in. water bath. I did everything water bath. Yep. Look at you taking mm-hmm, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Once I get a, a feeling about it, once I'm, I'm working with it, the, chan- the transition from that to pressure canning, which I really want to try to do this year. So I'm pulling for my butternut squash to come through. Um, but there's some Don't other things that I can. start with butternut squash. No, is, is that harder? It takes an hour to pressure can. You have to sit there oh, and watch okay. it for an hour. Okay. Well, yeah. If you, if you, if you get a pressure can or, or you probably already have one yeah. knowing you, you would um, <laughs> go get you, just go to the store and buy some green mm-hmm. beans. Okay. That are start fresh and just try it mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you might not have them growing, but just go buy a bag of them and try mm-hmm. it out. And then that'll mm-hmm. really give you a step into it. Cause those yeah, are the easiest idea. things to do. They're quick. You mm-hmm. can't really mess them up. Um, you know, but so do you can tomatoes this year mm-hmm. on the water bath? On the water bath. That's yep. brave. I, w- I, I would never do that. Yeah. And I actually thought about you because I consulted um, my um, local extension had a whole, they did a really bang up job. They had a whole, um, there's a playlist on YouTube for them where they go through it's fill the pantry. It's what it's called. So it's for me, the Illinois extension. So it's like, you know, I just Google Illinois extension and then you get to their YouTube channel. Um, and they talked quite a bit about water bath canning as a method and specifically tomatoes. So there's still a little bit of controversy. I know when it comes to the safety around them, there's questions around the acidity level. Um, so I did two things. Obviously I followed the uh, recipes really closely, but I used lemon juice mm-hmm. or citric acid, um, to add to, yeah. um, the jars to we level up the acidity. Pressure can. We add citric as acid. As a standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it, you know, it says on the bottle, use this anytime you can. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever. And if yeah. you buy a can of tomatoes, it always has citric acid in it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, lemons are great too. So, yeah. but that's good. So essentially this year you made a dream come true. Of yours? No, of for mine. you. You wanted, yeah, you wanted to can. That you was remember, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do I if remember? You, roll the tape, Leonard. Leonard. What is he on a lunch break? That's, that son of a bitch. He's fired. <laughs> Always with this. You know you fire him every week, though, right? <laughs> every day. <laughs> Poor Leonard. Yeah, it was... Um, I spent literally like a month. Not every day, of course, but a couple of times a week. Like, my water bath canner is still on the stove right now. You know, the last yeah. time I canned, I think, was this weekend. Um, now, do you have a legit water bath canner? Like, the- Yeah, like, I mean, it's... And it's like 20 bucks, though. It's not anything that's expensive, oh, you really? know? See, so, I use with a, the uh, rack... Yeah, I use a giant yeah. pot that I got for $2. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Everything's more expensive in Chicago, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't use like a, a water bath canner. You put, a, I just you put use, a towel at the bottom? I don't put anything at the bottom. Really? I just put it right in there and it boils right on up. Yeah, I've read about being concerned about about um, the jar shattering if the jars touch the, um, you know, whatever the container yeah, is. I haven't had that issue, in. but okay. you know, once you start right. pressure canning, you won't be water bathing as much. Yeah, so, no? Yeah. Okay. It's just... you. Well, I, and I think part of the reason is because you move on from the vegetables that you water bath. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You kind of move on Because you can do it that, all in the Because then you canner. can do it all. And yeah. so you just kind of so, naturally... I have a just, theory about that, though. Okay. Um. So 
I'm this I'm is where I start to get foil hat next episode. This is where I start to get mixed up about who knows what about me. But I talk about this often, so you may have already heard it. But I'm sure like at least nineteen thousand of these people haven't heard it. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Wyatt Earp. The name of the movie is Wyatt Earp, and it stars Kevin Costner as Wyatt Earp. I knew that. And it is not and it's Tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not Tombstone, which is very popular based on Dennis Quaid and his portrayal of Doc Hollywood, which was, I get it, awesome, and Val Kilmer and Kilmer. yada, 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 yada. Kilmer? Kilmer? Yeah, Kilmer. Kilmer, okay, whatever. He's Iceman. So, Don't talk bad about Iceman. All right, moving on. Top um, It is a, okay, yeah, it's <laughs> a very different look, like the kind of rustic white herb, like the dusty cowboy look versus like the black suit and top hat kind of tombstone look, like the portrayals of the characters look completely different. However, anytime Wyatt Earp is on, I'm going to watch it no matter what point in the movie I turn it on. And after I'd heard such great things about Tombstone, I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And I watched it. Eh. You know, <laughs> like, and I don't know if it's bringing this around. I don't know if it's because Kevin Costner is just that good in Wyatt Earp or if it's because I saw it first. Like it's, I'd seen it probably a half a dozen times before I ever watched it's Tombstone. As Kevin Costner had the best ass in movies from the eighties and nineties. <laughs> That's what I've always been told, and I'm okay. To <laughs> that admit is it. not why. That's not why I. I would admit that. That's not why I love Wyatt Earp the movie. So you know um, what we have in common? What's that? My favorite movie of all time also stars Kevin Costner. Oh, and it happens that, to be one of the worst movies ever made, supposedly, <laughs> which one? allegedly, Waterworld. Oh, I don't think I've ever watched that. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. So I said all of that to say it could be that water bath canning is Kevin Costner and Wyatt Earp. Or, and pressure canning could be Tombstone. And no matter what the truth is, my truth will always be. I have an affinity for water bath canning. It could be that. We'll find out. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, when you get 25 um, butternut squash one year, you're going to love your canner. (laughs) (laughs) It just depends on what you're growing. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Well, actually, And I will tell you this. If you're... Ooh, sorry. I just hit the mic. If you're safety Mm -hmm. conscious at all about what you're eating, then pressure canner will overtake because it's like... As long as you follow all the steps, there's like no worries about anything. Mm -hmm, You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of, that's the important part. Well, that actually, I don't know whose go it is now, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Okay. I'll wait. Okay. So we're going to do this and then we have something else we have to do. Okay. So, um, my win was my experience, um, experiment with parsnips. Mm, mm -hmm. So they are getting ready to be harvested. I dug down. They're still a little small, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wait until we get like a couple really good frosts. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're looking pretty strong. And I'm actually thinking I'm having an internal debate on whether or not I should plant like another probably hundred now. So mm-hmm. they'll be ready in the spring. Yeah. So, so when you're do me a favor in your next vlog, 
Can you just give me a shot of those? I saw them in one a few weeks back, but I thought they were still pretty small. So I'd love to just take a glimpse of that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the next subject's going to be, but I can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can make I that appreciate happen. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now, the, the one thing about them is I have four packs of seeds. And the reason why I'm going to plant a lot more probably mm-hmm. is because the seeds are not viable after about a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're okay. one of the they're like one of the fastest to de- degrade. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I got to get them billy goats in the ground, and I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna put them in the greenhouse. Okay, so okay, got it. you know got that it. way yeah. they'll get going. They'll have plenty of time. They'll have the mm-hmm, warm days, mm-hmm. and you know, blah blah blah. So yeah, get a good yeah. growth. Well, good on for it. you. Yeah, I know that you know that was one of the veggies that um, was something that you really wanted to grow. Yeah, um, and that's, that's all. What I'm like most excited about this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm happy, to, happy to hear that. Thanks to Batavia. Um, I said, Batavia, yeah, I need well, some parsnips. You know. And she goes, I got you, dog. Five uh-huh. packets later. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I didn't even put a dent in them. So. <laughs> yeah, I was on the hunt, man. You were, It was like too. me I looking for bad. discounted dirt. Because yeah. it was one of those things like I was certain that I had seen them, but it was kind of like, am I going crazy or am I just looking at too many seed racks, you know? Yeah. So, um. All right, so I think rounding out my wins. No. Oh, are we moving on? Are yeah, we done? We have to move on because I'm a little hungry. Oh. Well, oh. it's okay. time. All right. There's the... plenty of other times where we just know that there's something else that Batavia considers a win that and, you guys won't hear about today. And maybe another day. No, you're going to hear about it unless you leave after we hear the recipe of the day. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. All right, so this is going to be a tricky recipe um, because I am going to insist that you take some small pepper, any kind of pepper, sweet some or hot. small pepper. Yeah, yeah, okay. some small pepper. Just had to be clear. Um, yeah, so I'm using jalapenos. Um, you can use a serrano pepper. You can. I'd prefer it be spicy for this recipe, you know, but yeah. I'm okay with it if it's not. Um and if you've canned it, great. Like if you've pickled it, great. But if you've not, then I'd say you want to make sure you soften it up. Um, and you can do that even on the skillet. What I want to get is I want to change the texture of the hot pepper to be a little bit more nimble, right? You can do this straight raw, but that's not my jam. Um, so I want you to slice the peppers, the hot peppers. You either pickled it, you've put it in the skillet, and I'd actually um, saute it with just water. I wouldn't add any oil to it. Saute it with some water just to get it a little bit soft. So maybe watching it on the stove for about five or 10 minutes, or you can go straight raw. This is going to be super simple. Get yourself your favorite buttery crackers. Don't get a saltine. Don't do it. I know you're thinking it, but don't Ritz. do it. Ritz. Classic. Um, town with clubhouse. Oh no, Ritz. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. 
Either or any kind of butter. You don't have to go full gourmet. Although Ritz is kind of gourmet. It was in my house. Like, <laughs> if you eat a Ritz, you're doing something right. I'll tell you, right? Making your parents proud. So take your buttery cracker. And this is exactly what I'm going to do when we get done with here. Um, and I only have this recipe if you eat dairy. And my apologies if you don't. Take some cream cheese. You could take it when it's the log of cream cheese or if it's in the container. Doesn't matter. You know, the easier to spread, the easier to spread. Take the cream cheese, spread it on top of the buttery cracker and load on those peppers. The coolness of the dairy of the cream cheese will counteract the spice of the pepper. And I'm going to say make enough to fit on a plate. Because if you do that, you won't want to go back and remake any. And you kind of can balance like not eating the whole sleeve of the buttery cracker as I do. Um, But that combination is the perfect snack and perfect bite of both spice, coolness of the cream cheese and that finishing of that buttery cracker. It is like I could eat a jar of That's a very simple yet delightful recipe. Yeah. And you don't even need if if you want to buy a jar of like canned peppers of any kind. You, I mean, gosh, I wonder, I want to make gardenia peppers like that whole recipe next year, but I'm wondering if I should try it this year just from a, a jar in the store. I bet that would be so good. Yeah. That is a little bit oily too. Um, now, but yeah. So if you're vegan, um, mm. Miyoko Shinner, she okay. makes a nut cream cheese that you can get. And there's also recipes online that utilize raw cashews to make cream cheese. Now, if you haven't had them before, it does not taste exactly like cream cheese. (laughs) But as a vegan, you know good and damn well that you cannot find anything to replace these flavors. And Miyoko's is pretty close. So you can find her. So I think she's in Whole Foods now. So shout out to her. So. I actually am also going to try it because the creaminess that cream cheese provides it's not that the coolness that dairy provides but the creaminess i think you could probably achieve with an avocado as well um so that'd be a completely vegan option as well um and now that makes me want to actually get a tortilla shell avocado and the peppers i've just created a whole new recipe um well yeah you want if you use avocado put a little Mm. bit of lime juice and salt on it with it Good God Almighty! Changes everything. Changes yeah. life itself. It's delicious. So I didn't eat lunch. I had a late breakfast, but I didn't eat lunch before this. You had lunch for breakfast. Don't even front. Yeah, I did. What'd you have for breakfast? That's not a story. I actually had no. It's regular breakfast food. Were well, you sick? Well, it's not really true either. That's <laughs> that's uh, yeah. not the truth. So it was an accident, though, because I had my... There's a lot um, of justification going on here. Yeah, no, because I had a weird sleep last night, which is normal. I made a garden salad last night, and I cooked up some shrimp last night, and I was just, I was done with the evening. So I put everything in the refrigerator. I didn't eat it, right? And so this morning, while the lettuce came from my garden, and it really, it had kept a couple of days already, I could have waited until lunch. I just decided to eat it yeah for breakfast so it's like shrimp salad you know i love it i love it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you, get you, that out of the way yeah when you, when you have kids you can't do that so oh okay yeah it breaks all the rules oh yeah, yeah. there's there are specific <laughs> rules to eating in my house 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, I grew up eating whatever for breakfast. It didn't matter. But a lot of times it was pizza. <laughs> Nothing better than a yeah, slice but... of pizza in the morning. Actually, no, I don't. Do you do it cold? I'll, cold um, pizza? Typically, I won't. But yeah, I have, okay. you know, in a pinch. If it was once hot, if it was originally served hot, I want to eat it hot. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Like, I don't do cold pizza. I don't do cold spaghetti or any pasta that was originally served hot. There is I don't do cold chicken. more disgusting than the smell of cold spaghetti. Mm, I don't know that that's, I don't think it smells just, dis- it's not putrid. disgusting to my nose. To me, it's putrid. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. But if you put it in the microwave, it's good. Yeah, that's Riddle the way it should that, be. Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, what was your win? Since I cut you off so rudely, but we had our mark. Oh, you see how quickly that left me. Um, I didn't know this is what would come from it, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but it really is looking at the garden. I'm going to put it in a different way, more succinctly. Learning how to plan my garden to fit my needs. Yeah. That's a very touching was, statement. I was going to pick up the mic and drop it, but then that would yeah, been a whole Lord, thing. Lord, don't do that. You know, so. You'll break everybody's <laughs> eardrums. Yeah, that's that's, but, um, just, that's a powerful statement. Yeah. And at that, it, the show's over. It's it's in a sense of accomplishment. It, there's, uh, you know, I hate to say like I'm gardening with a purpose now, but I'm gardening with a purpose now. Well, you know, a, yeah, a newfound purpose. Let's say it that way. You are, but let me ask you this. You know, you and I both. I don't want to sound like conceited or anything, but to some extent, we found a little bit of internet gardening fame based on gardening. Has that influenced your gardening methods in any way? Oh, that's actually pretty interesting. God, that's a good question. No. Yeah, me either. Well, it's not like it's not influenced you, you grew like cuc- melons. So I mean, I'm just oh, saying. Oh yeah, there is that, but that isn't based on kind of me putting myself out there as a gardener. That's me observing other gardeners, right? Uh, you, um, look, look, everybody, if you're listening to this, go back and watch that one statement that Batavia made. And I'm growing them again next year, too. Oh, yeah, there is that. And she scratches her head like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've been found out, right? Who's the fact checker? Leonard! (laughs) Damn it, Leonard. You didn't have this script up before? Um, I'm checking my um, recorder to make sure I'm plugged in. Um, But it's like, it. it, this is going to sound really like, really, girl? Like I've kind of found my way, right? Yeah. So when you're, you know, I eat different foods. I don't, I'm not like just limited in the foods I eat. Although out of habit, a lot of us do. If you kind of look, if you documented what you ate, you probably eat a lot of the same things over and Everybody over again. Everybody eats the same foods every, you know, you yeah. just cycle yeah. out menus, you know, Tuesday's tacos, exactly. Friday's pizza. Exactly. You know, salad for breakfast. You're, you're, everybody mm-hmm. does it. It's natural. <laughs> but I am open to trying different foods. And I think it's such a cool way to try different things by growing them. Yeah. But the reality is a good gardener does something with that when she grows it. Right. You know, so whether it is donating it, whether it's eating it fresh, whether it's, you know, cooking it up, whether it's preserving it and, you kind of, for me, I struggled again when I kind of um, leveled up when it came to the number of things I was growing, the size of my garden. 
it's like, oh, wait, you have much more space to grow a bunch more things. And what I've come to realize this year is I have much more space to grow those things that are important to me. Yeah. You know, so I look at this and say, I, I'm, I haven't figured it out. And it's probably gonna take me a couple of seasons to do it. But how can I succession plant potatoes? You know, because the shelf life on potatoes, as an example, one of my favorite foods isn't the longest. You're not going to get, you know, it's not going to be like a onion or squash or whatever. How can I, I'd love to have just pulled potatoes out in September, you know, or, or early October, which would give me some more months on them. Right. right. Um, so that's just an example. Um, so there are things that, you know, so you I can dedicate actually some- go through and say, okay. We've got the podcast and we're on YouTube Mm -hmm. and we got all this stuff going on. I'm going to do this differently for the audience in any way. No, no. Good. I, I am still worried about that when I started. Yeah, I'm I'm still very, but I can see how that could happen. I'm still very much intrigued about growing a lot of things and the internal battle will be, Oh, I'm curious about growing this, but I need space for this, you know, fifth tomato plant because it takes a shitload of tomatoes to make tomato sauce. And I want to make tomato sauce. Right. You know, so, um, I, I think that that's important for me as an individual. And we, we talk about, I mean, these are our individual paths, right? Um, so right now where I'm at is when I kind of come into this down part of the season and I'm planning my next year's garden, it's going to be based on this year's experience, recipes that I really enjoy, recipes that have longer shelf life, um, that's going to be a part of my plan. Yeah. For me, it was just prior to that, my experience, knowing how much space things need, knowing things that I'm kind of interested in eating, but always in the moment, not necessarily longer term. And that dictated what I planted where, oh, I know I want to grow okra. Yeah. Oh, I know I want to grow tomatoes. Right. And so that's what made up my garden layout, if you will, as far as what went where. Yeah. Um, so and for, now it's a little bit different. So for me, like it didn't change what I wanted to grow at all, like, mm-hmm. or the methods or anything like that. <clears throat> it's, what has changed though, and we're going to do a whole episode about this in the future is for next year, you know, because I have decided that I want to grow heirloom varieties to save seed that I need to go outside of what I've always grown. Okay. Mm -hmm. So by watching other people, because, you know, before all of this happened, I didn't, I, I never looked at anybody's gardening stuff on Instagram. I never looked at anything. I mean, I would watch like videos and stuff like that to learn something, but I never really got like a whole lot of outside influence. My garden and garden, everything that I've done gardening has just come out of like what I want. You know what I mean? So like if I got a pack of bell pepper seeds, like, okay, I got a pack of bell peppers, like great. I didn't care if they were hybrid or heirloom. And over the years, I've started to care more and more about that, but never really Mm -hmm. pursued it like I am now. So that's definitely changed. And but as far as like, I'm going to do this method because it'd be good for everybody. Like, I don't really Mm -hmm. do that because Mm -hmm. the most important thing for me is to provide food for my family. Yeah. It's not to please everybody else. You know what I I mean? I think both of those things can be, I think it could still be true though, because I have, there are a lot of people that I've learned from online, yourself included. 100%. um, And 
they influence the way that I may um, garden, meaning, you know, I mean, I think one of my biggest finds is using buckets and where to get them for free. You know, so I learned that from the interweb and from a a gardener on YouTube. Um, And so I definitely think that that's been a benefit for me. Um, But I also know that based on my own experience, based on some of those things, I formulated a plan for this year. I executed that plan, but it didn't have. And while I did know I wanted to preserve, I didn't map things out. The only thing I did that with was jalapeno peppers. I was very intentional about the number of jalapeno peppers I planted to get the number of plants or peppers that I kind of thought I wanted to preserve. Um, Other than that, like the amount of tomato plants I had was because I'm a crazy woman. You know, it ended up working out very well for me based on what I decided my preserving needs were going to be. Um, But let's just say I'm very much more informed and I'm sure there's still a bunch more to learn, but I'm much more informed kind of coming into this end of season and planning for next season. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's that's well stated, you know, and I, I think it's important to like, we definitely learn from everybody. And I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. people are learning from, I hope people are learning from us and our experiences and our failures. But at the same time, it's really important to kind of pick your gardening path and stick with it. However mm-hmm. you want to, you want that journey to be, Yeah, you know, like if I decided tomorrow that like, Hey, you know what? Next year I'm going to grow two tomato plants and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. You know, like I know I've said in the past, like I'm not adding to my garden and here I am talking about adding to my garden, but that was just based on changes that happened out there that mm-hmm. kind of inspired me to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And changes in yeah. the world too, which yeah. is, that's yeah. a lot of what kind of happened. I mean, let's face it. COVID really made me think differently about everything in the spring. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's necessarily like that now, but yeah. So that's, that's well, a win. Yeah, for sure it is. I mean, I do think I, I, you did kind of do wins and losses. So I do want to cover off just briefly on a couple of the, the losses. Oh, I and got I'm losses still not, for days. <laughs> I'm still not sure how or if I'm going to do anything differently. I I literally lost plants based on my inaction. Right. So based on my I'm going to go ahead. It's okay if I call it stubbornness. I can call it that. Um, I don't want to intervene, you know, squash vine board. Uh, oh, good. Thank you. That was a total setup. I just wanted someone to tell me that I'm not. <laughs> Wait. Let me rephrase that. You are not one of the most stubborn people I know. <laughs> that sounds about more about right. No, but I um, I don't want, I haven't figured out how to describe it other than to say, I don't want to fuss with things like treating plants. Like I'm all for picking bugs off and things like that, but I don't want to spray down things. We talked about um, powdery mildew last year. We talked about last year, last week, um, the squash vine borer. I just kept on dropping, you know, squash seeds, zucchini seeds, you know, lose a plant, plant another one. I mean, I got as much, I could have used a few more zucchini. I would have enjoyed it, but Mm -hmm. a seed is a seed, right? I got them. Um, And I think that, it's it's hard to manage the um, squash vine borer against it. Um, I do know for the the powdery mildew, I could have done a better job with planting, and that's my approach. If I take any, 
I still don't want to have to deal with it once it's set in, you know? So, um, I think those like, you know, my butternut squash in part, I believe is questionable as, as to whether or not I'll be able to actually consume it based on my inaction when the powdery mildew set in. I, I basically watched it for like a month. Um, so it's just not something I want to do. And there's a loss that comes with that. Yeah. That's a big uh, so. loss. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's your downfall as a gardener. Yeah. That and your hesitation. But really that is because you do have to take action when you see issues mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not the easiest thing to do. Well, there, there's two things. It's the type. So not offended. I know you're not really worried about offending me. Um, I'm, I'm a, not I'm offended. Worried. I think it's accurate. Uh, it is. That's why you're not. Offended. There could be. Yeah. Right. There could be more successes if I were more proactive in some of those areas. And there are things that I do intervene in. That's just not the kind of thing I want to intervene in. Right. right? Um, and I don't know if that's ever going to change like that. When you talk about like, have you changed your way of gardening? And it just may not be smart. That may be like the version of the lazy gardener in me. Um I feel like there's some other way. And if it's quite literally not growing those vegetables, that may be it. Um, So there's that. Um, There is some naivete around it. So when it comes to you introducing a lot of new vegetables to your garden, growing different things, you're going to be introduced to different problems. And there is that balance of you can't just put your head in the sand on everything. Right. You know, so, um, yeah there it is naivete (laughs) is that french yeah i like it Mm -hmm. so my biggest downfall for this year started in the winter Mm. i did not put compost on top of my my beds and what i did was i kind of refreshed them with some some soil and i was like oh it'll Mm -hmm. be good you know i don't have to worry about it this year that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I 100% should have added compost. And I was hindered by that all year because nothing really grew. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how much fertilizer you use. You cannot match the power of compost. Cannot yeah. do it. You know, yeah. the longevity of it, feeding it and replenishing mm-hmm. your beds and stuff like that when it's supposed to be. Which, by the way, is right now. Mm-hmm, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you're getting cold, drop that compost stat. So um, drop that, it, son. That yeah, <laughs> drop it like it's hot, boy, because it is. <laughs> but um, and, you know, that's really an issue that I had because I just I was like, oh, I'm not gonna worry about it, and I couldn't find bulk compost in my area. Mm-hmm. And now there is a place that is selling bulk compost, so I'll be able to add that in. Um, and then, you know, it just it just set me up for failure. Yeah, essentially. So in both of those losses, it stings because there's a direct impact on the things we're trying to grow. But it also stings because we both know better. Oh, I know know totally better, you know. So um, that's just that is what it is, though. What are you going to do? You know, so what else you got for losses? Lay it thick. Oh, (laughs) Um, I, I think. I think don't even you even than... come on this show today acting like you got one loss because I'm going to go ahead now. <laughs> you ain't going to sit here and just talk about win 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 I'm great and nothing was bad 
I was so close to finishing this bag of potato chips just now. Um, so I think um, you touched on it. It's the apprehension, you know, it's the pause that I have. I think that um, I think about how different even my summer garden, garden and gardening would have been if I would have pulled the trigger and got out there with my spring garden. Right. You know, so it's like literally the loss is the thing I never had because um, well, I was see, in a position to to get out there in March, in April. And you I did ready to go and you wouldn't go. Now, yeah. the only thing I'm going to say about that, and I'm going I'm to I'm not even going to comment on it anymore, is if you don't try, you're 100 percent going to fail. Yeah. Nothing beats a failure, but a try. And we boy, I'm glad we didn't live in the same area. I would have been on your ass, boy. I know, I know. I would have been literally, knocking on your door. I Like dragging me in my starts out in my seed vault, yeah. We would be um, fighting <laughs> in the yard. Like, get out there and plant. Get out there and plant. Look, I'll leave when you start planting. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, yep, I'll leave yep, when yep, you're yep. done. Yeah, right? Because I'm the type of person, I'll show up and be like, they'll be like, oh, I don't feel like, how about, how about this? I'll help you. I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. And that way it's yeah. only half the work. And then everybody, yeah. okay, yeah, sure. Because yep, I know yep, that yep. when it's done, it's done. And, mm-hmm. you know, most people are happier about it. But I'm not yeah. forceful, you know. But um, <laughs> if it was you, I'd be like, Batavia, uh-huh. Uh-huh. get your ass yeah. up. And, I, and you know, even the conversations that we had around it were like the virtual version of that. Yeah. And I just... I just had my heels dug in about it all. And I I didn't have regret about it until we got to around August. So because, you know, when I got to the point of like June and July, I was in like the world of like I'm planting, you know, here yeah. the gardens here. Right. I've always you've heard me say this. Make it a drinking game. I, I've always started my plants in June, right? Yeah. You know, like look how we lean on those crutches. Like I've always done this. And then when I got to August and leading into September and I actually started like really getting the harvest and working with the food and there were things that I just didn't even like my cabbage, no cabbage whatsoever this year in my garden. And last year was the first year I grew up, but I really enjoyed it, right? And based on my timing, with all of those things, I would have had at least one more at bat for cabbage if I would have started in the spring, you know? Um, And to think about how much food that I've grown in the summer and the position that I would have been in if I would have started some stuff in the spring, you know, it was, it's, we didn't name this fails, but that it was a fail, you know? So we're putting it in the loss column. It's a pretty big one. That counts for two of my losses. Yeah, that's that's and that's a big one. But you know, you live and learn. I bet you'll yeah. start one in earlier next year. There's always next spring. That I was commenting on um, uh, to another gardener around everything that I've not been able to grow this fall or that I didn't grow at all this year. I'm putting it into the spring bucket. Like the the anticipation for spring is it's, so amped up in my mind. Yeah. Right, Leonard, bookmark it. <laughs> Layer me up, right? Let me get my skull cap. Don't rewind to this one when I tell you that's it. You get another chance five months from now. (laughs) I'm telling you. But no, it's, you know, that's big. You know what a big loss for me was? Mm. Those freaking wood chips. I hate that son of a bitch. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I just about got everything that I can get out of my garden. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, um, 
We've talked a lot about wood chips over the course of this season, starting like from the spring to now. I yeah. hate that that's a loss for you, but I get it and I, I accept it. It's the, it's and look, it's not a loss for all gardening. It's a loss mm-hmm. for my method of gardening. Yeah, well said. Now, this I will say, I will use wood chips to mulch paths. I will mm-hmm. use mulch wood chips to mulch um, flower beds. I will not use mulch chips in my garden. For a multitude of reasons. One, I can't direct sow. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to direct yeah. sow um, in a correct way. Mm-hmm. Two, it the first year you put it down, it robs the nitrogen of the, um, the soil of the nitrogen. Okay. Okay. So then it has you have to wait for it to break down, and then mm-hmm. it starts putting it back in. But the first year, it's kind of tough. So... And then the third, which is jury still out, is the roly polies, which some mm-hmm. people call mm-hmm. pill bugs, but we don't refer to them as pill bugs on this show. They're roly polies because, damn yeah. it, I want to be a child forever. So, you know, I'm not Sorry. sold on that. <laughs> <laughs> to being a child forever, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sold on that so much as being an issue, but what I am sold on is the fact that, you know, a lot of. I had certain issues I know that you know not composting was one what kind of led to one issue but I really do believe that in some aspects in some areas of my garden the wood chips definitely hindered me and mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. thing is they keep the soil a lot cooler so while it may be good in the middle of summer in the spring doesn't help it's with germination not, yeah. yeah it doesn't help mm-hmm. with germination so mm-hmm. that's kind of an yeah, issue yeah I am um... I saw it happening to you too, you know, and I think that the caveat of your method of gardening um, and unfortunately, I don't know, I could be closer than I think to that method. So I don't direct so a lot, you know, and I had to really baby what I did direct. So because something was eating at it and my something was roly polies. Um, and it just took more work than it has when I've not used them. So let me ask you, because I'm using wood chips to obviously for my walkways, but inside of garden beds, I'm using them to, um, to retain moisture, but also to manage against weeds. So what's your plan for weed control next year? Um, uh, shredded leaves and probably straw. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the classics, you know, um, now I will say that the wood chips made my garden look pretty. You know, I had I, I weeded twice, maybe mm-hmm, it was great, mm-hmm. but you know, to be honest, I'd rather go out there and weed. Yeah. I really would. Okay, so, that's huge. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I hate weeding, but I would rather mm-hmm. go out there and and just weed. You know, um, mm-hmm. and simple fact is the the leaves will break down a hell of a lot faster and add nutrients mm-hmm. to it. You know, and. The direct sowing that I've been doing is only about three years for me that I've done Mm it. I haven't been doing it forever. Um, I've always direct sowed like beans and stuff like that, um, melons, but a lot of other things, you know, it's, it's really a new thing for me and it's part of, it's like, you know, growing carrots and, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like I just put beets in for the first time. So I direct sowed them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but usually everything else I started inside, but I learned that in my climate, I can get away with direct sowing a lot more. So it works for me, you know, for some things. And it just it just did not work out the way I wanted to. Yeah. And the depressing part about it is I did it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I did it to myself. I knew better. I knew better. 
Yeah. And I still We actually did it. talked about this early on about kind of how to manage against it. And neither one of us had really good, other than not, not use them. We didn't really have good, um, good methods. Cause remember I told you, I, I move it out and put down fresh wood chips every year. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I well, I mean, lesson learned there. I've, yeah. I've moved all of it out, um, as much as I could and mm-hmm. what's in there, I'm just going to let it rot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cover it with some compost and some leaves and just let it happen, you know, let it do its thing. And then I'll get some hay yeah. next year. And, you know, cause like tomatoes, like about four inches of mulch, that's mm-hmm. what they like. So, you know, and it's not everything likes to be mulched the same. Not everything needs it's to be. It's a good be, point so, too. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why your garden design is so important, but mm-hmm. in all reality, you don't have to mulch. You and I both know that you do not yeah. have to mulch. The benefit more than more years in my my garden has been unmulched for more years than it has been. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now I will say over time and the way that I garden and the way that you're gonna start next year probably, you will drain more out of your garden, your soil, than you can put back in, and that's where the mulch kicks in. Because yeah. it will continuously be adding. Which is why I'm going to be imploring the no dig method next year. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, I'm going to start, and I'm just going to start that because I can't afford to get a tiller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and we'll, we'll go into that at a later date. But um, I'm really kind of like on the bandwagon ish. Yeah, and yeah. it's more of a lazy thing, but I'll say that the research has supported it just to make me feel better. i'm glad that you feel better yeah all right yeah that that one um i was hoping for better results for you for that yeah i I knew we had talked about how how much of a drain the weeding was but yeah i mean it sounds like you had it together as far as what you plan on doing now i will say that i direct sowed more this year than i ever have and that Mm -hmm. was because of carrots Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah that was a big thing was because of carrots so um, but other what and I knew day one that it was wrong when I put mm-hmm. my carrots in the first time and I had to clear mm-hmm. all the mulch away from it. I knew mm-hmm. on that exact moment that it wasn't the right thing for me. Yeah. But I was I was going to do it. But again, I didn't have to weed one time. It, yeah. 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 And that's I mean, yeah, it's it's the it's six in one hand, half a dozen in another. Um and I've talked a bit about, um, and I haven't come up with a plan to pull it off, but I've talked a bit about succession planting for me. And that's something that I want to do. And w- I mean, I can do it with transplants. I can do it with seed starting, but there are some things that I would prefer to do it with direct sowing. And so I'm going to get, I, w- I don't know if I'm going to not use it, but I'm going to get close to where you are uh, when it comes to trying to manage against it. What I basically have been doing, anything I direct sowed, I ended up just moving out the mulch. And waiting until the seedling, you know, waiting to germination and waiting until they became stronger seedlings before I added it back. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit more work in managing it. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to accept it. I got one more. Um, and this is not directly growing related, but absolutely impacts all the things I do in the garden. And, you know, get ready, Leonard, because you're not, I mean, he's going to be a lot to deal with once I finish saying this one. Damn, Leonard. So. Get ready. <laughs> I spent too much time working in the garden and not enough time just really chilling the bloop out. 
Yeah. Right. Outside in particular. And that's significant for me just based on um, the temperature changes, how the weather changes here. And I don't enjoy being outside. You, you won't catch me outside on a 20 degree day like Yahoo. You know, like I am outside with a purpose on those days. I used to run in that kind of weather. Crazy, crazy me. Um, but there is not I'm going to have. I won't probably still won't have socks on, but I won't be outside chilling. So my window of enjoying, really enjoying sitting and relaxing outdoors is small. And I burned a lot of it. I mean, I could have learned to play the guitar, you know, throw back so, to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you, um, when the last vlog I filmed comes out, comes out like mm-hmm. two weeks or something, mm-hmm. you, you need to check it out then. Okay. Because I directly talk about that because oh, it's so important to enjoy mm-hmm. where you worked and you've done all mm-hmm. that work. So I do all of my work in the spring and fall and winter. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, I literally manage problems and hoard food. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, and it's, I've done that forever because it's like, dude, you go outside and it's like hot as fire. I'm like, I am not going out. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, literally like in the middle of summer when I, didn't use wood mulch and the weeds would get bad. I would only go out there maybe once a month and tackle the weeds. Like I did not stay on top of them because it's just mm-hmm. too damn hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But there are a couple of things that, and we don't necessarily need to walk through all of them, but there are a couple of things that lead to that scenario for me. And I basically pound into the, that's the way I do things. So planting everything at the same time, right? While everything won't, be ready to work or maintain at the same time. It's a pretty tight window. So I've basically piled all of this garden work and we won't get into the whole eight hours I spend watering. I won't punish myself and talk about that, but I pile all that work into that same like three month window. And that's the same window of time that soaker hoses for Christmas. (laughs) That's a window of time that I spend enjoying the garden and outdoors as well. But I'm also in the midst of working things, yeah. right? So um, that alone is a reason to spread out my gardening across the year a bit better. So that means more of the kind of getting stuff ready and planted in the fall. Because I was still working up my garden in May and going into June. I mean, those are pretty nice periods of time. You just be chilling in the bloop out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, that's... um. That is probably one of my top goals going into next year, especially for this year when I spent so much time at home anyway, you know? Yeah. I want to take more naps outdoors. I think I took a few this year, but not enough. I, I think that's definitely, um, I think that's, you're a victim of COVID though with that, mm. you know, because you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, you know, because we had had that conversation either on or off air. Leonard's mm-hmm. not going to find it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we, um, you know, we had talked about the pressure of, you know, especially when all the news reports were coming out and stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I will tell you this, and you can mark it in your little envelope that you take notes on that you've had all year, that one envelope. If you start your garden in spring... You mm-hmm. will naturally find it easier because you are fulfilling that desire earlier. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes time to put in your summer vegetables, you will have less space to put it in. You will have less to plant. Mm-hmm. 
So you'll always be spreading out. And then when those spring vegetables go, you now have a place to put stuff in for the fall at the correct time. And so you're always fulfilling that desire that you have. Because let's face it, gardening, it can be a drug. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when you start harvesting and now that you're preserving, I mean, you're probably hooked at this point. Mm -hmm, Being it's your first mm -hmm. year, you're like, damn, I thought I liked it then. You yep. know, what do you think I'm doing at 1 a.m.? No, <laughs> yeah. and now you're sitting here on the podcast and we're doing all this stuff, so you know, obviously, it's kind of progressed. Mm -hmm. But and I'm not saying that to pressure you into it, but that's kind of like my theory behind it. Like, you know, when spring comes, I'm itching, boy, yeah. I'm ready to get yeah. something to grow, I'm ready to see it grow, I'm ready to have something to kind of maintain and take care of. Yeah, and so yeah. that that definitely helps with me because when you in June. When you are putting everything in, I'm only putting half as much as you are in, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but this year I was putting in flowers. So, and it's still minimally, the fastest thing I'm going to grow is going to be a month out before I get anything from it. So it's July before I'm able to enjoy any fruits of my labor. Right. right? And that's, that's a huge part like of the satisfaction that I get from pulling something off of a plant. And I'm, you know, prolonging that until july which so is separate from the whole i didn't spend that that actual fulfillment is what you yeah. get and what yep. you want to get is you want to try and get to a point where you're six months out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so yeah you can, and so i didn't when i talked about like expanding my garden season i always basically had the same start point and then i basically say let's push it out until you know november Right. right. You know, gosh, if I pull something out of the garden in December, that's a win. And I just we again, it's not that the idea of a spring garden just came to me, but the what I'm what I missed based Damn, on where I, I am with gardening now. Had your ears closed all year. <laughs> what I missed by not doing it is it's much more clear. So now I have incentive, if you will, yeah. where I didn't have strong enough incentive to get, you know, when you were knocking on my virtual door to get out there and do it this spring. So, yeah. But again, it's, it's a slow process. I've gardened and I've learned. And everybody comes at it a different way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, and some people mm -hmm. don't like the three season garden. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. some people just want a summer garden and I respect that, you know, but yeah. when you have the space that you have, you definitely mm -hmm. leave gaps in time where you could be producing mm -hmm. so yeah i got yep. one more to round us okay. out right. and it's a good and bad situation so and you thought i was going to go the whole time without talking about flowers didn't you you got you stressed didn't you i can't believe that there's a bad situation with flowers but okay so you know i started my pollinator garden mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that thing was fucked up all year hard f on that it was rough <laughs> okay i know this is and i said yeah wait i said yes i remember it but i so loosely remember it because you've talked so little about it that's why because it was <laughs> yeah, so yeah. jacked up all summer i mean i went out there i can clearly remember it was 103 degrees outside and it was full of crabgrass you could mm, see everything mm -hmm. growing, but the crabgrass was growing in. And I was like, so I went out there and I remember clearly sweating so much, pulling it out that I couldn't even grab it anymore. And there's a thunderstorm in the background and I was like waiting for the thunder to come. So it's kind of like rushing. I just, I remember it clearly. So all summer is just jacked up. Now it's blooming. 
They, <laughs> it's turned the corner. Yeah. Now at the end of the year, I'm starting to get all kinds of cosmos and like I got some. Is um, that a is that a temperature too hot? Hot, have, hot for you guys? Yeah. I have no idea what it is. No clue <laughs> whatsoever. So, you know, because my whole thing was like I'll plant it and then it'll seed itself. Mm-hmm. So while it may not seed itself now, I think that it will, you know, maybe we are turning a corner. So um, there was it was a loss because I was like, damn, I put all this work. I made this bed and it just did not work out like I wanted. And now I go out there and the damn thing's covered in pollinators all the time. And there's only like 40 different wildflowers out there. Right. And it's not like it's like this massive thing. That but is pretty big, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, 40 wildflowers at the size of a dime. You know, that's <laughs> okay, not gotcha. much. You know what I mean? But I, I would imagine it's like four by eight. So it was definitely a loss, but it's turning into a win. So the moral of that story is don't give up on it. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Now, it could have been a watering situation because I didn't hardly water it, which I didn't want to do. So I don't know. But it's definitely... uh yeah. It was jacked up bad for a while. So that actually makes me happy, though. Why? That's a nice end because yeah. you know it's flowers, man. Yeah. Like I, I hate to hear anything around a flower didn't grow or a set of flowers didn't grow. So even if it's late, my dahlias again, the ones I purchased, I mean they've basically been blooming for the last month. Yeah. And I've never, maybe the last month and a half. So sometime between like starting in September, I'm like, where have you guys been? I've been waiting on you. Yeah. So this so, year, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reseed mm-hmm. in like January or February. And hopefully they will start to grow and block out the crabgrass. Okay. So okay. it's, um, but you know, it is what it is. You live and learn, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. Well, you live, garden and learn. Yeah, something like that. So, all right, you've heard our wins. You've heard our losses. You've heard everything you need to hear about our gardens. Now, we want to hear about your gardens. Hit us up on all of our social media platforms, uh, Backyard Gardens TV, YouTube, everywhere. Let us know what you are wins and losses for the year in your gardens, because I want to know. I'm curious. Yeah, I do too. I want to see people admit their losses personally. I want to know if they're going to share their wins and losses. Yeah. Everybody I had a song a in my mind, but um, I'm going to have to work on those lyrics. Yeah, you're going to have to get take some rhyming the in The great there Whitney Houston, and, yeah. You know, well, we'll it's I want to know if, she, if he really loves me is the way it goes. I want to know if he really loves me. But I had too much to fold in there. I want to know if the flowers really grow. Maybe it wins, maybe it loses. Wait till fall, and that's it. That's my singing voice. It's incredibly embarrassing, and on that note, I'm out. <laughs> I'm jealous because you just did a whole song, and I'm just like, <laughs> damn it, Leonard. All right, so um, see ya. Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And we're going to call it a wrap.
Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 